Aloha! This is Shannon reporting and welcome to Big Wave Small Talk. It's a podcast about big waves and how to survive them. This episode is supported by Red Bull Surfing. Today's guest is the Mr. Miyagi of Big Wave Surfing. Training the likes of world record holder Maya Gabera and Lucas Chumbo, the karate kid of progressive big wave surfing. Carlos Burley is Brazil's first big wave champion. Brazilian surfer has set a new world record, or that's the accusation, for riding the biggest wave ever ridden. Hey, channel, how are you? Tudo bem, obrigada. Como está? Tudo bem. Happy Easter, Feliz Pascua. Feliz Pascua. Yeah, thanks for joining me on this celebration day. We're all thanks for having me. We're probably celebrating a little different than normal. Yes, we are. Uh, how you're spending your quarantine? Well, I'm in Hawaii with my family, and as you guys know already, Hawaii it's been kind of a lighter on the lockdown. We have to to stay away from a lot of people, not uh, gather too much. You know, a lot of things are closed, but we still can go to the beach, we still can go surfing, we still can use our bikes, we still can train. So I guess I'm in a good place with my family now. I have nothing to complain. Have you talked to your friends and family in Brazil about the quarantine there and the differences? Yes, yes. Uh, as you know, Brazil right now, it's closed for surfing. So if you go surfing there uh, and you are in a big city like Sao Paulo, uh, Sao Paulo, I'm going to say the state of Sao Paulo, you know, if you go to Guarujá or Marizias or, or places where uh, the cops can cut you and, you know, they are taking people away from the beach, you're not allowed to go surf on those places some people are sneaking here and there because I, I see some footage everywhere you know people are still going so especially because we had two major swells in brazil really big swells yeah i saw some videos of sacuarema and like other places along the coast just absolutely perfect and some yeah. really big waves actually one of the a bigger swell than expected for sure for sure yeah we didn't see waves like that size for a long time uh, it's been a beauty uh, really good but false for us, huh? Uh, well, so you're someone I wanted to bring on the show because I, I really appreciate your attentiveness to meditation and yoga. Um, in the training, even of Lucas Chumbo, I've noticed you implement a lot of those practices. Mm -hmm. Well, I, 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 I try to bring all my experience to Lucas so he can try. You know, it's not that easy for him because... He's very young. He has a lot of energy. It's kind of hard for him to stop and, and going through a, a meditation session or a yoga session. Uh, he's more spending energy than anything else. You know, he's more active than anything else. But I have the the feeling that I need to present to him these techniques. He has to try brings to his life and whatever he thinks works for himself, he'll keep um, 
training on that, you know. And that happened to me in my life too. You know, sometimes you experience something new in your life and you, you try for a while and then don't keep doing for a moment. And then in, in another moment in your life, you start to do it again. So it's very important for us to, to understand that anything regarding being present, knowing how you're breathing, knowing how you calm your mind, trying to be focused all the time, it's important. Doesn't matter if it's meditation, yoga, or praying, or Heiki, whatever you're doing in your life, I think it's very important for an athlete to be aware of that um, power in mind when you have that conscience to be focused in the present. Definitely. So paying attention not only the physical training, but the mental training. Yeah, and that's very important, especially because when you're out there surfing big waves, Shannon, you need to be present all the time. You're taking a lot of risk, and you have to, to take decisions too, life and death decisions, and, or maybe a, a situation that brings a lot of risk, and, and you might get injured, or you or a friend or someone in your team. And you are under those pressure. And if you don't have your mind in place, if you're not present, you're not going to take the right decision. And I know that by the fact because I was surfing big wave for most of my life and I'm still doing not as I used to do. And I know how important it is to be present and to be calm. Um, when, when you have moments like we are having right now in your life, you know, people are kind of going crazy right now because we are not used to this situation you know people are losing jobs and you know the economy is not doing so good and we have to deal with a new environment because we have to stay at home mostly and we are under pressure now so doesn't matter how hard you train physically if you don't have a good mind at the end it's not it's not going to work well for you. And so the, the mental side of an individual, it's the most important part for sure. That's where you're looking for, you know, emotional balance and having clear thoughts, be able to think. Even when, when you are under a, a 50, 100-foot wave, we still have to think, what are you going to do, you know? Like, and, and I like those pressures, to be honest with you. I like when when life brings to you moments like we are having now because it makes me think more than usual and well i have to cope with my emotions <laughs> how do you deal with fear i've heard you say that you can use fear as a tool yes we all can do that we all have to be uh, grateful to to fear in our lives um I have my son going around here. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, uh, if, you, if you don't fear, you don't uh, risk management in your life. You know, let's say, I'm going to give you a simple example to you. If you don't fear yourself when you cross uh, a road, you, if you don't watch both sides to see if there is a car coming, you might get hit by a car and you might get injured or die. So you have to have fear. And by having those feelings, you have a plan. That's how you manage risk in your life. Let's say that we're going to go surf 
and I take you for a toll session in the biggest waves ever in your life. I have to manage your fear. I have to manage my fear of having you under my wing. I don't want to miss you. I'm going to have to make a, a special plan to have you out there with me. So the most important, important part about uh, having the fear and coping with it is when you are scared, you know that your adrenaline goes up. You know that your heart beats stronger, your mouth gets dry, but also your reflex is sharper. So you have good sides, good sides of it, and you have the downside of it. The, the good side of it, you have more strength, you're more alert, you have more reflex, but the downside is, oh, you are stressed. You know, your heart is beating up. You have a lot of adrenaline on your veins. So you have to control that fear. And you have few techniques to, to do that. And one that is very important is breathing. You know, by breathing through your nose, slow, calm, abdominal breathing, and also being present, bringing your mind to the present instead of getting loose on your thoughts. Keep control on your thoughts. Keep focus on your breathing. We love to do this, you know. You have a mission. Remember your training. Follow the protocol. Deliver a mission. And then later you can celebrate. I love that, you know, because I, I've been doing a lot of trainings with all my uh, partners during my whole life. Uh, Maya, Scooby, and Lucas, and Kai, you know, and, and a lot of guys uh, from the big wave scene. And we've been through a lot of uh, exercise where we have to be calm. Otherwise, we're going to end up uh, taking wrong decisions. And And I know how important it is for us to to be present. And I suggest you guys, if you guys can go ahead and, and do for your own life, it doesn't matter if you are a big wave surfer or not, you know, it's very important for you to be able to, to cope with your emotions on the best way possible. And a, a really big test of that, I think, is a place like Nazare. You have maybe the tallest waves in the world, some of the most dangerous conditions, hardest place to drive with jet ski. Mm -hmm. How does a place like that bring an athlete to really challenge, not only challenge them, but show their ultimate potential or the limit? Well, that's what we are looking for, you know. And, you know, life, it's, it's, a, it's a selection of who can accomplish the mission or not. And when it comes to big wave surfing, it, it is the, the top of, of it, you know, because you can cope with a, a wave that it's medium size. But when it comes to be a big wave or a giant wave, it's even harder. So to be able to, to understand the whole environment and to hold your fears, to deal with your fears, your emotions, and, and to survive a big wave surfing and go back home and can celebrate with a family and friends, it's something very special. And it can make you more mature, too. It can bring a lot of good experience that you live in the water to your normal life, like being patient, like respecting, resilience, resilience, like fall and, and, and 
you know, and be able to, to get up again. And I like to use those metaphors in my life. And when it comes to big wave surfing, it's a, it's a moment in my life that I can test myself even higher. I can go to another limit. As you know, Shannon, big waves like we surf doesn't happen very often. You know, they are very rare. And it's hard for us to, to cope in the best way possible because we don't have that arena to train every day. It's different for a big wave surfer than it is for, let's say, a Formula One driver that has the best equipment and can drive his car every single day if he wants. Us, we train hard physically, mentally. We can try our equipment, but big waves, the kind of waves that we surf, they're very rare. So we have to have the extra guts to be able to go beyond our limits to experience if, to see if our body can go beyond we ever thought before. We can, we are able to cope with a, a really bad wipeout in a wave that we didn't see that size yet. And that, that, those kind of feelings, I think they are super special, super special. Because they have, of course, the tendency to take you out, out of your, your normal uh, mindset. You get excited a week before even go out and surf those big waves because you know it's going to be a, a, a situation that you never faced it before. There is a huge swell coming and you never saw graphics like that before. You never saw waves like that size that they are predicting before. And how are you going to hold yourself? How are you going to prepare yourself? How are you going to team up? How are you going to put together the whole strategy? And you have to hold that ancient and be able to cope with so many things in a different way and, and, be, and be able to settle down yourself to, to surf the biggest wave of your life. And you know that it's not easy at all because it's a matter to be in the right place at the right time and also deserve because surfing is a, a magical sport. Sometimes you plan every scene just to, to get the best wave of the day and doesn't happen. But when you are present and you are feeling the situation and you are, when you have the harmony, the best waves comes to you. And, and I, like the, I like that game, you know, Shannon. I, I really love that game. I think it's, you know, it's one of the best uh, things ever in my life, you know, just be able to, to be present on those big days and, and cope with the situation in the best way possible. Well, and you're still doing it. You know, you say you retired, but you just got 2020 Big Wave Award nomination for Ride of the Year. From <laughs> November 20th. Tell us uh -huh. about that ride and that day in Nazareth. I remember that day I was with Lucas and, and I, I got a couple waves uh, for him. And then I said, Lucas, I want on one wave because it's so beautiful. <laughs> I saw those big rides coming towards me and I said, hey, Lucas, I want one small wave. And he didn't listen to me. You know how Lucas it is. Uh, he just turned and, and, and came for this biggest wave that came on the, that day. And I said, oh my God, uh, I might as well just give it a try, you know, because it looks like it's going to be big. And if I, I make, it's going to be one of the waves of my life. So 
I, I tried, you know, I just rushed it down the line and I put my weight down to see if I could make the last session, but I, unfortunately I didn't. And, you know, I had two choices at the end or I would go straight, but I knew that the wave was so big and that would pick me on the, on the, on the base. And I decided just to try to kick it out. Like I was surfing back door off the wall and just kick out in, through the wave. And because I had a lot of, a lot of uh, speed, I was able to make all the way up. And that was a very important point because I was able to breathe a little bit. You know, my mouth was out, just my mouth was out. And I, I breathed a little bit. So I, I had a little bit of air before I got exploded. But the explosion was so strong. And I couldn't hold, even though that I, I tried to focus myself and, and, and being just like a turtle, uh, my leg got twisted and my whole body got twisted and I felt right away. So when he came to me, I said, oh, I got the injury. I feel in my, my leg, my leg went off and got back to place. And I told him, go slow, you know, and my board went all the way to the shore. You know how bad it is, uh, uh, Nazareth, we don't have channels. So we went all the way to the shore and I told him, go slow. And he was jumping waves, you know, how look as it is, you know. But I like uh, to have him around because he's very comfortable on top of the ski. He knows how to ride the ski very well. He knows how to read the ocean very well. I can trust him. It's just a matter that he thinks that I'm one of his peers. He thinks that I'm 25, I'm 30 years old, 35. No, he doesn't know that I'm 52. <laughs> I, I have to keep saying to him, hey, listen, I'm 52, I'm older than your dad, and I'm here surfing with you, please. <laughs> but it was, was great, you know. After, after the, the wave, I was screaming. I'm still dealing with that ride. You know why? Because it's funny, uh, everybody's doing their own thing in this quarantine time right now, and my thing is I have to recover from that wave because I, I, when I pull in at the end of the wave, I got back with the whole, the wave sucked me up back and then I got twisted and my leg went off out of place and my rib too and, and I still feel in my back and I still feel in my leg, you know, and that happened like five months ago, maybe four months ago. And right now I'm in, in the gym where I'm staying. So my daily routine is stretching a lot, stretching a lot. That's the sad thing about big wave surfing, you know. Uh, I'm gonna miss a lot that brush, you know. I know that one day I'm not gonna be able to surf those big waves anymore and I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss. But at least I'm happy that I can, you know, as a coach, I can give it back to the new generation, a uh, few of my experience. Yeah, I mean, I think watching Gary Linden still paddling into huge waves in Mexico. That's amazing. Tella, like, I think it gives us all hope to really think as yeah. we want to. <laughs> I was talking to him, you know, the other day I called him. I love Gary, you know. I'm so grateful for everything that he has done for us in our whole life and career. And I, I was telling him, hey, Gary, uh, we got to go back out there and surf again because that's the best part of our lives. Tell us a little bit about what it was like when you won the Big Wave World Tour. Back then, there were four events, I believe. Uh -huh. And it was a different world, uh, the wild, wild west of the Big Wave Tour. What was yeah, we, we, we are raw, you know. I mean, we, we had few experiences in between events, but 
was the first time that community wants to do a, a tour. You know, we didn't know how to do it, but Gary came up with this idea of putting together all the events. And we all love it. Uh, so we didn't know how we were going to uh, score the events and how we're going to uh, do the ranks. And so we just decided to do the tour. So at the end of the tour, we didn't know who won the tour because we didn't have the scores for each event. We didn't have the, the rank yet, but I knew because I was in our finals that I had a chance. And we had great waves at Chile. We had great waves at Peru. We have amazing waves at Mavericks, the biggest ever. I remember, you know, the community say, hey, it's going to be huge. We're going to paddle. We're going to show everybody that we're going to be able to paddle. And that final was my best final, even though that I, I didn't win, but what was my best final because I, I remember every scene, you know, the, oh, I got some um, real waves that day, you know. And, and I had all my friends at the channel helping me, cheering and cheering and, and screaming. And then we went to Toro Santos for the last event, but we didn't know anything about the, the tour. I mean, the rankings at the points, we didn't have anything yet. And I knew that if I did good at the event, I would maybe be a world champion, you know, but it was a surprise. So I ended up doing good. I did the final again, you know, so I went for uh, four events, four finals. Huh? I didn't win an event. I, I, the best result was second that year, but I became the first uh, big wave world champion. And I remember uh, in 98, we had one big wave world champion. ISA did that. And I won that event. So I, I became a, a world champion that year by winning that event. And then when we decided to do the tour, I, I won again. So uh, for me was, Unbelievable, because I didn't expect. I wasn't running for the tour. You know, I was already working with the new generation, helping the, the new guys uh, coming along with me. Um, but because I love it, because I wanted to give it back to the, to the community, because I wanted to build a, a better environment for everybody, I, I think was uh, the karma, you know, good karma. You know good karma? You know what is good karma? Huh? <laughs> I have it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just uh, very grateful and super happy. And, you know, I, I, I remember uh, everything about that year. And I remember Twiggy uh, surfing really good. I remember Shane Dorian, all those guys, you know, James Sterling, you know, Peter Mel and... and you know, we were on fire. I miss that. I miss that. I hope we can get back to, to those days, you know, with more big wave events for this new generation because they are doing great. Huh? Don't you think, Channel? They're surfing amazing, huh? It's, in, um, it's insane. I have so much respect for the progressive level of what Lucas is doing now in the water when it comes to making maneuvers on big waves, doing mm -hmm. airs. Like Kai, Lenny, and Lucas Chimbrel are two of the people that I think are pushing the sport the most, and you happen to be their coach. What was it like to watch them in Nazareth for this event, the Nazareth Toe Challenge, and how, how, you know, does that bring you to the, 
today's level of what is possible? What was it like to watch that? Oh my God. I, I think I was, I was super happy just to see them having a blast because I know them very well, you know, and Kai, he's very happy all around. You know, he's a hard worker. He's a hard trainer. He's very professional, but he's super stoked about his life. So he's very grateful about any opportunity and he can do anything when it comes to water sport. He can do anything, you know, he can kite well, he can windsurf well, he can foil well, he can anything, you know. And when it comes to big wave surfing, it's not different at all, you know, he's one of the best. And Lucas, also, he loves to surf. Mm -hmm. and, and some people, they are just, okay, we're just going to paddle. Or we're just going to do this, we're just going to, man, those guys, they are more like me. We're going to go out. If we have to use a boom board or a stand-up pedal or tow board or like a, a big gun, doesn't matter. We're going to go out and we're going to rip. We're going to have fun. So um, having them together, working together and with this energy and being able to perform us at that level, for me, was a dreaming come true. Dreaming, you know, was a dream come true because... Uh, it, for me, it's a perfect team right now, you know, it's the best team out there. As a toe surfer and knowing that you need a good partner, someone that you can trust, having Kai and Lucas, two guys that know how to, to drive, rescue and surf well, it's, a, it's the best team, you know, it's, a, it's the dream team for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it was incredible to watch and just to see not only um, those two athletes there, but how big the waves were. Like Justine DuPont also just an incredible demonstration of the women. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I was thinking a lot about uh, the questions I was gonna ask you today. I did want to bring up um, the moment with Maya Gabera, just briefly, um, mm -hmm. I think that, that moment stands for me, it's a realization of what can happen out there, um, especially watching a woman mm -hmm. uh, nearly drown um, or actually need CPR and rescue. Um, you mentioned that the big wave risk assessment helped you to train in order to deal with a situation like that. Uh, what was going through your mind? All I'm sure a lot of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. um, but now looking back on it, you know, what, what did you do right in those moments and what was going through your mind? Well, uh, those moments, they need quick reaction. So you cannot get involved with your emotions. You have to be present and you have to follow your protocol. Remember your training and just do the procedure, you know, keep doing, keep doing, keep doing it. And that's what I have done that moment. You know, I knew that was an emergency a situation I need to to be close to her I need to take her out of the water and do the CPR as soon as possible and we had a great team we had people on the beach we had lifesavers we had the ambulance paramedics so I did my part and we had the the team working with me and I guess the other part Maya did because she trained so hard her whole life. And she was able to cope with 
two waves hold down, losing her vest, getting pounding for a lot of time, getting drawn, oh, uh, getting a lot of water under her legs, on her legs, lungs, and still survive with no side effects and be able to go back there and overcome the drama, overcome the trauma and break the record. The world record. The world record. And, and oh my God, you know, and she's alive. And a couple of days ago was her birthday. I think she just turned 33 years old. You know, she was a, a young girl when we started work, uh, work together. She was only 19. But uh, I think we took risk a lot, me and Maya, you know. Uh, and after that, you know, we, we did a, a, a project which was uh, getting her back to Nazare. And, and then we decided not to, to, to do any work together anymore, you know. And, and we, we totally respect each other for that decision. We're still uh, being friends, going out and surf. But in my mind, I, I knew that I, I, I went all the way to, to the top with her, you know, uh, to a point that we could have a, a fatality and I don't want to go through that anymore, you know. If I have to go through, I, it has to be with someone else, not with Maya. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be too much, you know. And, and we've been through a lot of things, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things, me and Maya, because we, we have a, a similar uh, way of thinking about approaching our sport. We have to work hard. We have to train hard. We, we have to deal with our limits all the time just to, to feel comfortable. And, and that's, that's a lot of stress. You know, that's not easy at all because you always on those situations that um, you are very close to have a breakdown. You are very close to have a breakdown and it's, it's right here. You know, it's on your mind. You have to be strong. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all of this talk story. I think it's been great to have you. I appreciate all that you're doing to train the sport and to progress the level for all of us, um, especially the people, the protégés that you take under your wing. Um, and... Yeah, do you have any other recommendations for people? Maybe the people that are at home and can't surf, you have your gym there. Are there anything that anything you'd recommend that they do at home to stay fit physically and mentally? Well, Shannon, we have to, to deal with ourselves right now. And that's the most important thing because we are used to go out and have a lot of distractions. Right now, we are kind of having to deal with us, you know, with ourselves. And people are going through a lot of, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, we don't know what's going to come next after everything gets back to normal because it's not going to go normal. It's going to be a different world. And we are limited on space too. So we have to sit more. We have to do more limited uh, movements. So what I'm doing and what I suggest it's communicate with yourself ask yourself how are you feeling pains in your body they are trying to tell you something emotions 
they are tell to try they are tell, they are trying to tell you something to you know so listen to your emotion listen to your body and what i'm doing i'm going to do real quick over here uh, i got the, this gym and luckily i have enough space here but you can look for a wall in your house and if you put your leg up let's see you know i didn't do uh, this holding the camera before but here i i have my leg up Can you guys see my leg up? <laughs> you know, so right now I can uh, let me take my cap off so I can open my leg like this. Oh my god. Ah, uh, see? I use the gravity to open my legs. One side and the other side and I'm very close to the to the wall over here. And this it's a great stretch because it relieves the the weight on your back. and works on your hamstring and your low back too and it's really good to put your 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 uh, spine straight and as you reach the best and most comfortable but still stretchy you got to breathe well through your nose don't stay like carlos right now speaking and breathing to your mouth just breathe to your nose be calm put all your air down you want to breathe through your nose and bring your air down and pushing all your your vertebrae to the right place your ribs to the right place pulling them down and making it with a lot of rhythm on rhythm on and and that's what i i suggest to you guys you know do a lot of stretch and take this time to know yourself better so whenever you go back to normal life you're going to feel strong great advice perfeito muito obrigado carlos feliz páscoa para vocês e para sua família much aloha to you guys during the whole quarantine aloha obrigado você chan um beijo pro pessoal do brasil thank you guys very much